0: What's up? What's up, everybody? Good morning. I don't know what that was, but uh, I guess after a late night, it's okay that I'm a little bit, a little bit rusty. Good morning on this Thursday morning. You're listening to Mike in the Morning. I'm Michael Porky. Glad that you are with me live from Hoover. Day three now of the SEC tournament. And uh, it was a, a really late one last night. You've got another early one with Mississippi State today. Because, hey, we got lucky, at least on the radio show, though. There's not a game going on during the show. But uh, got early start for Mississippi State, late finish for Ole Miss, and uh, everything in between. Also, Ole Miss wins a national championship for the first time in a long, long, long time, at least in a team sport. And uh, I got to talk Southern Miss as well, because did you guys see what time they started last night? Or I guess this morning they started today, um, and I think that's they actually kind of did them wrong. Uh, And finally, a really bad fan. It's very popular to talk about the Vandy Whistler because basically everybody agrees with it. But after sitting near him for a period of time yesterday, um, something—I mean, no, no hyperbole—something needs to be done about it. But I'll get to all that here in a little bit. First, I do want to remind you. Uh, this this is uploaded in podcast form. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can find this there, Mike in the Morning. Also, my name should turn up results wherever you get them. Uh, leave a rating and a review after you subscribe. Of course, this is also on YouTube. well wrong side. That name right there, Michael Borke on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. I've got more ideas for uh, for content coming with football season, but this is streamed live every day on YouTube, and you can find me on all the social media channels. Yeah, JP, late night, last night for Southern Miss. I actually want to start with that because it's insane what Southern Miss dealt with yesterday. So they were supposed to start with their game against Western Kentucky at 7.30. That's when they were supposed to start. The game ahead of theirs, UTSA and Louisiana Tech, had a two-hour weather delay before the game, and then they played the longest game in CUSA tournament history. So Southern Miss went to wait a two-hour weather delay or two-hour delay, and then the game in front of them went to extras. It was like a five-hour baseball game. Southern Miss threw their first pitch last night, or the game—the first pitch of the game was thrown last night at twelve fifteen. I say last night, 12.15 a.m. this morning. And they run-ruled Western Kentucky, and the game ended at 3 o'clock in the morning. They run-ruled him. It was the eighth inning, but still, they run-ruled them. And the game ended at 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, I mean, that's tournament baseball. That's what happens. Uh, and the teams had to agree to go ahead and play. So, I, obviously, Scott Barry was okay with it. Um And I guess that's better since you're already at the ballpark. You might as well play instead of getting your guys home and, or back to the hotel, getting them back to the hotel and then turning around and playing again at like 8 a.m., which is what they would have had to done, had to have done today. So I guess Scott Berry was thinking, you know what, we're here. We might as well play. I think that's crazy though. I I mean, this is a championship. I know it's not the tournament. Southern Miss is obviously very much well inside of the tournament, so they're not playing for their lie their tournament postseason lives. But some teams in the CUSA are, maybe Western Kentucky. Uh, you know, th- they're not going to make it without winning this conference championship. They weren't going to win the conference championship anyway. But you get my point. It, it kind of feels wrong to me that you are asking these guys with their postseason lives on the line to play a game that is so incredibly out of routine, out of time. They've never played at a time like this. I, I kind of feel like they could have done something different uh, that they would have given them better options. I mean, once it was clear that they were not going to start before midnight, they should have sent them home earlier, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't know. I've Maybe I'm way overthinking this, but ha- having these guys playing baseball at 3 a.m. I think is wrong. When you're so completely out of routine, there's no way. Well, Southern Miss obviously played really freaking well last night, so maybe there is a way. But, I mean, you can't be – you can't play at a championship level at when you're getting your second at-bat of the game at 1.45 in the morning. I don't know. That's crazy. And, and I guess they can't help it. you got to get all the games in somehow. But starting a game at 12.15, at 12.15 in the morning – and ending at three after a run rule is uh, is just crazy. It's just crazy. But Southern Miss just flat-out dominated. Uh, so obviously very good for them. But I didn't stay up to watch it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know, JP, you, you probably wanted me to watch that game. I, I want to. I want to watch Southern Miss play. I, I, was, I was. I didn't stay up for that one. I'm sorry. I uh, I woke up and and checked the team's Twitter feed this morning to to figure out what happened. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel bad admitting that out loud, but I I, th- I don't think you guys would blame me. Even the Golden Eagle fan JP that uh, that that watches this, um, dominating win though. Uh, so that's uh, that's really good. Craig's asking how the hotel Wi-Fi is. It's holding up. I, I mean, it's a little grainy. I'm also not using a webcam. I'm using my laptop cam, but. Better than what I've got at home right now. We'll be switching to fiber soon. So that's uh, that's good. Guess my questions about Elko are answered. Yeah, I mean, my gosh, Tim Elko last night. He was Ole Mrs offense. That was it against Vanderbilt. It is still hard to fathom how a guy on a torn ACL, on a torn ACL, can hit opposite way home runs against a guy like what Vanderbilt was throwing last night. I, I cannot fathom. I, I Seriously, I can't wrap my mind around it. He has a torn ACL. We had a couple of listeners text into the show uh, saying that um, they don't believe that it's actually torn, that he may have just sprained it and Ole Miss called it a torn ACL. I mean, come on, guys. Are you kidding me? He, he, he can't – when he's running the bases – he has to come to basically a complete stop to turn and go to the next base. I mean, come on. He's got a massive, massive brace on his knee. It's a torn ACL. It's okay to just admit that this kid, forgive my language, everybody, uh, earmuffs, the kid's just a badass. It's just, it, that's just what he is. There's no other way to describe Tim Elko anymore. Uh, he's just a badass. Uh, there are things. You know when your parents tell you, I use this example sometimes. When your parents tell you when you're growing up, you can do anything that you set your mind to. I guarantee you I could not play baseball on a torn ACL. <laughs> there's just there's nothing about this uh, this body here that would be able to do what Tim Elko did last night. It's just not possible regardless of what mom and dad said. Um toothpicks in the eyes, JP said about that Southern Miss game last night. If you stayed up for that and you're watching this in the morning, I I don't know a a more committed fan than you. Caleb says, tell State to win today so I can drive up and see you all tomorrow at the RV park. Yeah, Caleb, so if you do come, though, uh, we will not be doing the show from the RV lot anymore. Um, We will be at the Finley Center right next to the stadium. I mean, I'm sure, you know, when you come, they'll be able to direct you to where we are, no problem. But yeah, uh, we will not be in the RV park today and tomorrow. We'll be, you know, just a quick walk to the Finley Center right there. So slightly different setup. We'll be in like the media work area, even though there's no media ever working in there at all. So we'll kind of be in there by ourselves, but that's okay. Uh, tournament record for latest start, tournament record for strikeouts for Stanley and his complete game effort. So maybe I'm dead wrong about the whole being out of routine thing and not performing well. I just – that that when I woke up this morning, I thought, that's crazy that they played until 3 a.m. because I could not do anything at all at at 3 o'clock in the morning, let alone compete at a high level. Caleb says, bless those CUSA tournament game day workers who were there all night just to turn around and start fresh in the morning. There's probably some that didn't even go home, right? I mean, grounds crew people, the game ends at 3. They may just stick it out in the stadium. Right? Unless, unless they, they get to change crews. unless I don't know. But there are probably some people that never left the venue. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It is tournament baseball. I, I know. I, I think I'm overthinking this a little bit. I'm just putting myself in their shoes. And there's no possible way I could do anything good at 3 a.m. <laughs> there's just no way. Uh, no way at all. But they, uh, they flat out dominated. Zach, this is also a good point. At least they freaking played the game. At least they, Zach says, at least they didn't determine the field was quote not playable at a championship level just to send half the teams home. That's a good point. Um, they did a great job at, here in Hoover last night. I mean, Ole Miss and Vanderbilt uh, had intermittent rain really throughout the game. I mean, it was raining most of the game. It, it wasn't really that that hard, but it was there. I mean, for most of it, um, and the grounds crew basically. Every half inning, we're out there spreading dry drying agent on the field and stuff like that. Uh, it didn't rain much really after the game, so Mississippi State will have nice conditions today. I mean, the field looks great. Of course it does. Uh, but um in and out of – or in every half inning, they were spreading drying agent on the mound and in the batter's box, and they just kept going. I mean, they just kept going. I feared that Ole Miss was – they were going to get delayed again and uh, they were going to play into the early hours of the morning. Um, but they didn't do it, and uh, the grounds crew certainly deserves credit for that. Um, best meal I will have in Hoover. So I haven't gone out to eat yet. Uh, we're set up in the RV lot um, right next to the uh, the folks that own Taylor Grocery. So we had some fried catfish last night, which uh, that was nice. I have no I have not and likely will not like go out to eat anywhere here uh just ballpark hotel ballpark hotel uh, that's it JP says I have work at night work it was easy have to podcast most afternoons yeah oh that's um more power to you I uh, I stop uh, I stop uh, functioning. After like 1030. All right. Let's. Um, let's talk national championship. I appreciate all you guys listening in and, and, uh, and being a, Being a part of this, by the way, it uh, I always enjoy this more when I'm getting comments and stuff from you guys. I mean, I've always got a plan. I've got my notebook here. I write down things that I want to get to. And, and what's funny is most of it I don't get to. I try to keep this at about a half hour. Uh, You can see like this is yesterday's or can you see that? You can't see that bad camera, but I mean, I had, I had so much more. I just, uh, the, the website that I looked at when I was starting this told me to, uh, to cap these kind of things at about a half hour Uh, that may change. I don't know, but it, it's a lot more fun when you guys uh, interact like this. So thank you uh, for that. Sid's asking who gets the statue first, Elko or Bianco. It should go to Elko. Because with all due respect to Mike Bianco, who has built Ole Miss into something special, right? I mean, it, uh, Ole Miss pre-Bianco and Ole Miss now, it's it's co- a completely different program. But I don't see Mike Bianco hitting bombs on a torn ACL. <laughs> I don't see that happening. So, uh, yeah, no, Elko. Elko needs a statue, like, right now. Like, Keith Carter needs to commission a sculptor to get that done immediately. And they have to put the knee brace on the statue. Have to. It's got to be included in there somewhere. It's just unbelievable what that kid does. I, I, I mean, I, I saw a story a few years ago of an NFL offensive lineman that played a season on a torn ACL. That's also unfathomable to me, because like in baseball, the swing obviously you're twisting, you know, and to get that much power to to twist that leg and that being his back leg and his swing to still be able to generate that kind of power when he's very clearly not able to use that leg, right? I mean not not the same to generate that kind of power. Leading the SEC's best offense in home runs while missing a month of the season and now he's back on a leg that doesn't really function. Um I I these guys are just built different. I don't remember the guy's name, the the offensive lineman that played, but could you imagine? He did it early in the season too, apparently. But having to block 285-pound supreme athletes on a torn ACL, just built different. Some of these guys are, are, are just completely, completely built different. But I do want to start with uh, with this. It's the national championship. I know baseball's on the brain, um, understandably so. Mississippi State's got a game here in hour and 10 minutes, and if they lose, they go home. And a very different opponent. After Mississippi State lost to Florida, you expected to see Alabama today. and uh, and not Tennessee. I'm not going to do the hindsight thing with Mississippi State, though. I'm not going to do that. I was okay with Chris Limonis' decision to not start McLeod, and I'm still okay with it despite the final score yesterday. Not going to do the hindsight thing uh, with him. But uh, sneaky, really awesome game that we've got coming up here at 9 o'clock in the morning uh, between Mississippi State and Tennessee. Two national seeds, uh, two high-level arms going at it, 9:30 a.m. on a Thursday, but not going to do the hindsight thing with Mississippi State. But I do. I, I know baseball's on the brain, but I have to start with the national championship um, because we just don't get to talk about this ever. I, I know it's not football, it's not basketball, and it's not baseball. And, and to tell you the truth, guys, I, I don't think you're going to fault me for this. I, I am not. Uh, I haven't been uh, very locked into women's college golf or men's college golf for that matter. Uh, it is just not something that I uh, have have covered or really thought about covering and, and that will change moving forward with how good our programs are here and what I talked with you guys about yesterday. But it's still something that we don't get to talk about very much. I mean, Mississippi State Baseball made the championship series in thirteen. you had uh, Mississippi State women's basketball make the national championship recently even though it feels like forever ago considering what has happened in the world since uh they made that national championship game but this is something we haven't been able to talk about at least on the right side of a championship it's incredible uh, for for a place like mississippi a small place we don't get to do this very often and i'll tell you what man like i said i don't watch very much women's golf i don't watch men's golf outside of the pga tour and most of the time i'm only watching the bigger events the the shot making yesterday was incredible i mean you you talk about a pressure-packed situation it's the national championship match the national championship match old miss is playing a girl that's a freshman that wouldn't be in the lineup if not for an injury oklahoma state has a, a girl that has not until yesterday, had not been down at any point in a match play event. Oklahoma State had another girl that was, uh, I think she won the women's AM at Augusta National. I mean, this is the elite of the elite, and match play is so stressful because, I mean, you guys know this. It's mano e mano and it's not a stroke play thing. The the shot-making yesterday was incredible. Pressure-packed moments especially down the stretch I mean, that was high quality elite level play and I really enjoyed watching it I mean after our show we put it up on the tv next to one of the RVs and everybody was engaged in women's golf and they put on a show they they absolutely put on a show um, regardless of the outcome Oklahoma State did too that was electric shot making was everywhere yesterday in the tightest situation those girls have ever been in in their lives, and they perform like that. It was incredible. And there, I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, the, the clip's kind of going viral now. A, a really cool moment uh, after the match yesterday. By the way, again, please forgive my language, earmuffs here. Um, Olbets kicked Oklahoma State's ass yesterday. I mean, it was dominant. You had a six and five win. You had a four and three win, and Ole Miss won four of the five matches yesterday. Just an um, absolute ass kicking. But uh, the the coolest thing, at least that I saw after the match, after it was over, Ole Miss wins a national championship, and the team that wins every year—I didn't know this—the team that wins the national championship, uh, they get to choose one player. Who gets an exemption to play on an LPGA play in an LPGA tour event? Um, get their first shot at at being a pro. I mean, they they can't get paid because they have amateur status, but uh, they they get their shot on the LPGA tour uh, for winning a national championship. And Ole Miss's best player, uh, Julia Johnson, was uh, awarded that. Or they have all the team lining up doing one of the the post round interviews. And the coach gets to choose what player will go and play in that. And Julia Johnson was the one uh, that was given this opportunity. She immediately turned around. So they, they pushed her up to a microphone and said, well, what do you think about this? And she turns around and goes, actually, no, I want to give this to my teammate, uh, Kennedy Swan. And the girl just breaks down crying. And, and I mean, how, how cool was that? I mean, you just won a national championship, and your coach is telling you, yeah, here's an exemption to an LPGA event, and you have the the selflessness to turn around and hand it to a teammate instead of take it for yourself. That's just awesome. I mean, the whole thing was so cool, uh, seeing a, a team from Mississippi win a national championship. First time since 1962 a team at Ole Miss has won a national championship. Any team has won a title. That's just awesome. And then after after the match, I mean, to have that kind of that that mentality of I've just been given this great honor, this cool award. I'm gonna go compete on the LPGA tour, and to turn around and hand it to a teammate is just awesome. I mean, just awesome. The shot making was incredible. The run was awesome. Um, it's a program that sucked. I don't mean to be harsh, but it sucked. Awful. Bad program. Not too terribly long ago. They made their first NCAA tournament a few years ago. And um, Corey Hinkis is the coach's name. I mean, just has done an unbelievable job with that program. They've gone from, they said on the Golf Channel yesterday, when she took over, they were ranked like in the 130s in college golf as a program. And a few years later, they win a national title. There, there's program building, and then there's building Rome in a couple of years. And that's kind of what just happened. Um, that was awesome. That was awesome to watch. And, and one thing that I noticed yesterday, I, I don't know if um, – I have a, a small following, a, a small community compared to – most everybody else that does media in this state. Um, I've got, you know, a small amount of followers on social media. You know, you guys listen to this, and I, and I love it, and it's awesome. There's not a whole lot of you. <laughs> um, but what I noticed yesterday when I, I just I tweeted out that, you know, hey, Ole Miss just won a national championship. How cool is that? Um. There was not a single negative thing said about anybody. And a bunch of Mississippi State fans liked and commented on it. And I thought, how cool is that? I mean, the fact that you've got these people that I have seen elsewhere that just, you know, will take any opportunity to, you know, take shots or whatever, engage in that rivalry thing. And I didn't get that at all, at least uh, in – from my community yesterday. If you want to call it that, I don't know if Twitch streamers call you guys like their followers, their community. So I guess that's what I'm going to refer to you guys as mine is small, but apparently classy as hell. (laughs) Cause uh, I just, I didn't see, I didn't get a single dissenting thought or anything yesterday. And like I said, state fans were, I mean, you go look at the likes and you've got a bunch of state fans in there. Tip your cap, man. I don't know. I thought that was really cool. So, uh, I feel like I'm doing something right here. If I've got people that that follow me that have that mentality as opposed to other folks I see elsewhere. So that was pretty cool to see yesterday as well. Um, when you see something that is so rare like that, you can't help but think it's pretty awesome. So congrats to those girls. Uh, apparently, they're going to throw a parade in town because they should and, and they deserve it. Um Got a lot of great pub. You know, it was on the golf channel yesterday and and the golf community took notice. And, uh, that was pretty cool. A program that was just awful. Not long ago, just awful. And, um, now they're a national champion. That was really cool to watch. That was really, really, really cool to watch match play. Gosh, it's electric. I mean, it is electric. Um, I was talking to Rippy a little bit yesterday, and uh, and he said, and I agree with him. He's like, I I wish that they could incorporate match play into the PGA Tour more, because it's far more enjoyable than stroke play. the 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 mono mono aspect of it, the where if you hit a ball in the water and then you hit your your drop out of bounds, it doesn't matter because you only win one hole. I don't know. I just thought it was really cool. So, yeah, JP's even giving him a shout-out. See, JP, the Southern Miss fan, he said, shout-out to Lady Rebels Golf, caught the trophy presentation, take a bow. Um, Anyway, let's talk baseball now. Mississippi State, uh, they got smoked yesterday by Florida, and there was a lot of – there was a lot of hindsight reaction to this. Um I I like to sit within the crowd. I, I hate sitting in press boxes. I don't like it. I, unless I'm there like actively writing the game, um, I don't want to sit in a press box. Even if I'm working, I don't really want to sit in the in the press box. It's just it feels like you're at work instead of at a game. If I'm gonna go to a game, I wanna sit in the crowd. You know, I wanna get a little sunburn on my legs, like I got yesterday. Um, I, I, you know, that's how I want to consume sports. If I don't have to be up in the box, I don't want to be up in the box. And and so, um, I sat amongst Mississippi State fans yesterday by myself because, um, hey, dad's up in the box and God knows where Richard is. Um, but I was sitting amongst Mississippi State fans and, and I heard a lot of not anger, but a lot of people that were wondering, you know, why didn't McLeod throw today? Like, this is embarrassing. Why why didn't he throw today? And all that kind of stuff. I mean, Smith got shelled and you know, Tuller didn't really fare much better. And then Florida just kind of ran away with it. And I even had or overheard somebody say, you know, what was the point of us traveling here if the team wasn't going to try? And it's not that they didn't try. Um, McLeod's throwing today, so if Mississippi State was conceding the tournament, that wouldn't be happening. Uh, Chris Limonis just valued, apparently, keeping them his starting pitchers on routine, not forcing them into short rest when they're already in the double elimination part of a tournament, and most people think that they have a national seed locked up. So he kept his pitchers on routine, and, and I'm okay with that. I said it yesterday morning that I'm absolutely fine w- with him not throwing McLeod because yesterday's game was not an end-all, be-all at all. It, it didn't really change anything. So it didn't matter. Um, so I'm not going to criticize it now. That is one thing I try my hardest. It's something that I value a lot when it comes to my uh, my sports opinions is if I've got something before an event When that event is over, I don't change what I thought about it, even if it doesn't work out. So just because Mississippi State got smoked yesterday, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, yeah, you know, they made a mistake. I don't think so. Not throwing McLeod yesterday was not a mistake. I don't think so. It didn't work out. Florida kind of smoked you. In fact, you would rather have gotten smoked in seven innings without throwing a having a single... I don't want to say meaningful pitcher, but uh, an an impact guy throwing a stressful pitch yesterday. It didn't happen. So now you've got McLeod and Sims ready to go, and you can beat Tennessee today. It's fine. Uh, rather that than lose 5-4 to four on a walk-off with Sims on the mound. You know what I mean? Nobody that you need, if you're going to win this tournament, nobody that you need through pressure pitches yesterday. You kept McLeod and Bender on schedule. You didn't shorten their rest at all. And if you lose today, you're probably still a national seed. But at least you get to put your best foot forward today. And, yeah, I mean, you still got Bender tomorrow as well. So I am absolutely okay with that decision. Uh, I know it looked bad. It was ugly. There was even a fan next to me that yelled, uh, when the hell does batting practice end? Which I thought was funny. <laughs> but... um I mean, you'd prefer your team not get smoked in the postseason like that. Uh, that That is not ideal. I'm not trying to tell you that you should be happy that that happened. Um, but it's not the end of the world. And I don't think yesterday's result changes the fact that Chris Limonis made a decision that I agree with. It just didn't work. But that's okay. That is okay. We'll see if, uh, if Mississippi State can beat Tennessee today. Uh, I think Tennessee got screwed yesterday because while – Player's hand hit other player's, um, you know, area. <laughs> um, I think the slide was fine. And my my unpopular sports opinion, and we'll get to this more this summer, I think, when there's far less stuff to talk about. Uh, I think we should eliminate the slow motion replay. I think we should have replay but you should only be allowed to watch it in game speed. From all the angles you need, but the super-duper slow-mo replay made it look like the tennessee base runner, while he was sliding, deliberately punched another man in that area. But when you watch it in regular speed... He is very clearly sliding and protecting his face. He's putting his arms up to protect his face, and he is perfectly within the base path. I think that Tennessee should have won that game yesterday. I think that was a bad call, um, and slow-mo replay made it look worse than it was. But that's just me. We'll see if uh, State can pull it off today. I, I would be very confident if I were a State fan this morning. I'd be very confident. And now that I've said that, they're going to get beat by 12. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. But uh, I'd be very confident right now in, um, in, in Mississippi State today. The late game last night, it rained most of it, but Ole Miss ended up losing to Vanderbilt in walk-off fashion. Five to four was the final score. Vanderbilt uh, scores two in the bottom of the ninth to win the game. Uh, I've seen a lot of people criticize Mike Bianco for uh, keeping Doherty in the game late. I'm not going to criticize that decision. Um, I'm, I'm fine with it. Kid looked really good. Maybe he was laboring a bit in the ninth. But it's one of those things where sometimes you just lose. And I know people don't like to hear that, but I think last night Ole Miss just lost. I think that's it. They just lost. And that happens when you're playing teams as good as Vanderbilt. I'm not going to criticize the decision to keep Doherty in the game. He was pitching well. He was fired up too, man. I mean, I'm okay with him getting that last inning, even after what happened earlier in the inning. I'm okay with letting him – Get that shot. I don't think that will do anything to his confidence whatsoever. Not at all. uh, Because he pitched really well yesterday against a really good Vanderbilt team. Sometimes in this sport against teams like that, you just lose. And I think some fans don't like hearing that. But Ole Miss just lost yesterday. That's just it. I don't think Mike Bianco did anything wrong from a managerial standpoint yesterday. And you guys know this. I'm not shy of criticism. Um. We need more of that around here. More, more of that from me, if we're being honest. But I don't think Mike Bianco pulled a bad string yesterday. I think his team just lost a game. Vanderbilt's really freaking good. I think people forget that. Vanderbilt has more scholarships available than any other team. They're the deepest roster in the country. And they beat Ole Miss yesterday. I'm okay with them not going to Broadway. Broadway pitched the day before. I'm okay with him sticking with Doherty. Kid was awesome last night until that moment. I'm not going to criticize that. In fact, I think what you can take away from this game is even though you lost and losing's not good, I'm not going to tell you losing's good, Vanderbilt's really good. Uh, Sometimes that happens. However, this was a huge game yesterday for Derek Diamond. Huge game for Derek Diamond because – I mean, we talk about it all the time. He's got the stuff to be a shutdown pitcher. He's got the stuff. But there's been something, whether it be upstairs or or somewhere, that has prevented him from putting it all together. And I cannot imagine what kind of confidence uh, he was able to build last night going into regional play, pitching like that against a lineup like Vanderbilt. Uh, he was credited with two earned runs, um, but he pitched. He was five and a third. Had eight strikeouts. Was really, really, really good yesterday. Really good yesterday. And um, if he pitches like that in a regional, Ole Miss is moving on. If he pitches like that in a super regional, they can get to Omaha. I mean, that's that is entirely, absolutely possible. Uh, if he pitches like that again next week. Uh, The stuff is there, and the confidence just needed to follow, and that looked like a confident Derek Diamond yesterday. If he pitches like that next week, they're winning a regional. You guarantee that. Um, The offense really kind of stunk outside of Tim Elko. Uh, He was just unbelievable, (laughs) unbelievable last night. But Vanderbilt, I mean – Vanderbilt has what Vanderbilt has, and it's just a load of elite-level arms, and and that's what happens. Um, McCants can't play like that again. You're looking for a negative. That's the negative. You can't have what you had last night in center field, A, a dropped routine fly ball that forced Derek Diamond to get four outs in an inning, and multiple times, Not communicate. I don't I don't know what the communication issue is, but he and Kevin Graham running into each other on another routine fly ball. Something's up there. I don't know if they're not talking or or what, but there's a problem there in center field. That that can't happen next week. That that cannot happen next week. Because they'll lose. They, 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 They can't afford that. Um that was tough. That was really tough to see. Um, but, you know, losing's never good. I'm not telling you that, that it's good that Ole Miss lost, because it's not. It's not good. But spin zone, Derek Diamond pitching the way he pitched last night is massive for that team. His confidence has got to be through the roof. Um, back to the comments. Sorry, just kind of froze there for a second. Uh, Zach said, definitely relate to your comment of, I've lived in the Deep South for (laughs) 29 years. When do I get used to the heat? Never. Uh, Never. JP says, that's just a one-off talking about Mississippi State, not the matchup the Bulldogs were expecting in game two. Zach says, that's something I became a fan of yesterday, especially for determining catches in football. Full-speed replay only. I hate it when they slow it down to 10 frames, a minute to go, and – Oh, he bobbled it an inch. No good. Stuff like that. I can't stand that. And, uh, yeah, my tweet about Vandy with the scholarship things. Uh, I thought I was pretty clever with that myself. But, um, yeah, I I think slow-mo replay is a problem. When – I forget what game it was. It was an NBA playoff game a couple years ago. And I, I even forget the teams, but I remember the situation. Player clearly knocks the ball out of bounds. Clearly, he hits it, and the direction his hand is going, the ball goes straight out of bounds. But on its way out of bounds, as he hits it, it barely, I'm talking like, not, not e- the ball doesn't even move, but it just barely grazed the finger of his opponent. Just, I mean, just barely. Ball didn't even move. And it took them forever to replay it. You guys may remember this. I don't remember the teams. It took them forever to replay it, and they slowed it down and zoomed in, even though the one guy clearly knocked the ball out of bounds. I mean, just – but on on its way, barely. And possession was awarded. I don't like that. Who knocked the ball out of bounds? And I guess, you know, it's supposed to be the last person that touches it. But I think that kind of stuff can really ruin the game. Show me what you saw in real time. I'm okay with all the angles. You got cameras, use them. All the angles. Show me what you saw in real time. But that should be the only thing that determines the call. That's just me. And uh, I'm running long today, but that's okay. Uh, Last thing for you, uh, the Vandy Whistler. I know it's very easy, like I said earlier, it's very easy to knock the whistler. It's very popular. Everybody hates him. But that was the first time I've been able to sit close to him. Like, I've heard it on broadcasts and stuff, and it's really annoying. But that was the first time I've been able to sit near him. And I'm not being hyperbolic. Somebody needs to do something about it. And he, he's doing it less than, than he he used to. A little bit less. But I don't know how Vanderbilt fans allow that to be at every one of their games. Because it's not a situation like, well, you know, he's an asshole, but he's our asshole. Forgive my language. It's not that kind of situation. Um he makes the viewing experience at the game worse and that should never be allowed to happen all you have to do is tell him if he doesn't stop you and move him to the, from the stadium because he's a, he's disturbing people around him and that's not acceptable it's all you have to do if he threatens to sue let him sue okay he's not going to win but the fact that that Vanderbilt fans don't put a stop to it is crazy to me. But I did not realize how bad it was in person until I sat near him yesterday. it I, I'm, I'm not being hyperbolic. It actually makes the game day experience worse. It makes you uncomfortable to be around. It's awful. It's truly awful. And the only reason why he's doing it is to draw attention to himself, which makes it even worse. He's not supporting his team. Not even not not at all. He's just a clown. And it needs to it seriously needs to be put to an end. Because it actually does make your experience at the ballpark worse. It actually does. Not kidding. It's brutal. It's just brutal. He's a jerk. I don't know how they don't put a stop to it. It's awful. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Glad uh, glad that you were with me this morning. Ran long, but that's okay. And um, I'm going to go get a run in and then head to the ballpark. So y'all have a great rest of your day. Enjoy your baseball. And I'll uh, talk to you again tomorrow morning. Y'all have a good one.